It was a town of wide extent and dense construction, yet one with a portentous dearth of visible life. H.P. Lovecraft, The Shadows Over Ensemith. Hey, this is Tim. Hey, we, if you didn't listen to the last episode, go back to it. Listen to it now. I built Sister Mary playing Ensemith Conspiracy for, quote-unquote, the first time. I only played the first scenario. Uh, after that, I'm completely blind. I have no idea. So, if you haven't heard it, go back to the last episode. This episode will have major spoilage, so stop what you're... Stop what you're doing if you don't want to get spoiled. But if you want to continue on to this madness journey of the Insmith Conspiracy in the first scenario is the Pit of Despair, then continue on. All right. After that, we're going to go through the rules just real quick. Any of the new mechanics uh, first before we go through and we dig into the story. All right. So the first thing is they have keys and there's different colored keys. They're about the size of a dime. Um... And they have different colors. Red, blue, green, yellow, purple, black, and white. Um, in the scenarios, they'll tell you which keys to use. Uh, they say keys can be acquired one of three ways. If in a location with a key on it has no clues, the investigator may take control of it as a lightning bolt. Uh, which <laughs> Mythos Busters call it Zappy Boy ability. I call it a fast ability, so it doesn't take an action to do it. You just get it. If an investigator causes an enemy with a key on it to leave play, that investigator must take control of each of the keys that were on that enemy. So if you kill an enemy and it had a key on it and it drops it, you get it. It's almost like playing a video game. All right, and the next one is some card effects may allow investigators to take control of keys in other ways, probably through the scenario or various cards effects. That's what I'm assuming. Uh, when an investigator takes control of a key, they flip it face up. If it is face down, place it on their investigator card. If an investigator who controls one or more key is eliminated, place each of the keys on their location. As an action, an investigator may give any number of keys to another investigator at the same location. Okay. And keys have no inherent game effect. However, some card effects may change depending on which keys an investigator controls. Additionally, keys may sometimes be required in order to progress during a scenario, which is probably the biggest driver, I would assume, in these scenarios there is also flood tokens and in bold on the instruction book it says a location's flood level has no inherent game effect there are just just one token and they give you quite a bit of them uh one is where it has light waves it is partially flooded and if you flip it over dark waves and it's, it's fully flooded a location with no flood token on it is unfloated well yeah of course and then if a location becomes partially flooded, you put it on the partial side, and if it becomes flooded, you put fully flooded, you put it on the full side. Um, this, I would assume, it would contribute, you know, the high tides, low tides, so on and so forth. So if I wanted to, I can't go from fully flooded to no flood. Uh, if there's an effect that comes along, it can only be decreased one at a time. So fully flooded goes to partially flooded goes to no. Unless, uh, I'm assuming the golden rule states it otherwise. So, and that's really what these little tokens do. That, that's it. And I'm sure, depending on how the game is, there'll be some bad effects. Because you get a lot of water. Now, the biggest thing is the bless and curse token. So these are brand new tokens you put in your chaos bag or cup. And you have a bless side, or you have a bless token and a curse token. If you reveal a bless token, it gives you a plus two. Then you have to reveal another token. 
And instead of returning that token to the chaos bag, it is removed and you get to return it to the token pool. So it's like a one-time shot and you have to draw another one. Now, you, yes, you can draw a blast, a blast, a blast, a blast, a curse, curse, bless, bless, curse, and then uh, failure, you know, the tentacle. That can happen. So it, it's just, if it's not blessing curse, you, uh, or if it is blessing curse, you just keep drawing until you get a, another another uh, symbol and, or number. And that's it. So no more than 10 per side. They only give you 10 anyways. So 10 max for each side. And uh, yeah, then if any tokens are sealed, and this was, I think this was from Circle Undone. If you have any sealing uh, effects on it, oh, it actually may have been Forgotten Age. I think Forgotten Age started introducing the seal effect. Um, if you do that, um, and the card with the seal on it is discarded anyway, you get to put those back into the bag. They don't get, so if you have any bless tokens on a, on a card, using it for some effect, hint, hint, wink, wink. If you listen to my last episode, there is a couple cards that do that for me. Um, if I lose that card, um, it goes back to the bag and that's really it. So the campaign setup is I'm doing easy, of course, uh, cause I want to experience the story. Uh, you get two plus ones. Three zeros, three minus ones, two minus twos, and great googly moogly, they give you everything else in the bag times two. Two skulls, two cultists, two tablets, two uh, elder things, uh, your tentacle, your elder sign. Blah. <laughs> and that's a lot of tokens. I think it's the most tokens you, you get to start in any bag. Alrighty. Uh, believe it or not, there is no reading. There's no like prologue or anything. They, you just jump right in. And with that, let's start scenario one, the pit of despair. Your eyes flutter open with the languor of one who has slept for days on end. Your senses are in no hurry to return. You blink and struggle to see through the inky black surrounding you. Every inch of you aches with dull, throbbing pain. Your skin is cold and numb, and your clothes are waterlogged. Your mind swims of half-articulated thoughts and tangled memories. You have no idea where you are or how you got here. You snap to attention, heart racing in your chest. You lie on a jagged stone floor in a shallow pool of dark, ice-cold water. Knowing panic will only make the situation worse. You take a series of deep, meditative breaths. You try to remember something, anything, that might allow you to retrace your steps, but your mind is blank. You remember who you are, but nothing whatsoever of the recent past. You study yourself and examine your surroundings. The chamber appears to be a natural cave formation. Kelp dangles from the ceiling. The stone walls and floors are wet and slimy. A rhythmic drip, drip, drip echoes throughout the otherwise silent cave. This cavern has been underwater, and not too long ago. The result of tides, perhaps? You swallow your fear like a lump of cold iron. If the low tide is now, a shudder ripples up your spine. You examine the ceiling, and you are surprised to see a slab of metal set through the rough stone overhead. Its polished surface is alien to the rest of the natural cavern. You call out for help, hoping somebody can hear. Your dread deepens at the reply, an awful croaking and gurgling that permeates the tunnels. A sound no human could make. Well, that's a very good start. All right, so I did do the setup. I'm not even going to go through that. We're just going to get started here. So the game has told me I need to 
be at the unfamiliar chamber. And that's where I'm going to start. But let's see what I need to do. Well, the bad guys, what they need to do. Agenda 1A, the awakening. A salmon lays dead on the ground nearby, its scaly flesh just starting to rot. You can tell from the kelp and dripping wet walls that this cavern was underwater not too long ago. How much time do you have before high tide? Forced, when your turn begins, if you're at a fully loaded, uh, fully loaded, <laughs> fully flooded location, you struggle for air. When your turn ends, if you do not enter an unfloated or partially flooded location during your turn, take five direct damage. Ouchie. That's pretty bad. In order for this to advance, it needs seven doom counters. What do I need to do? Act 1A, the pit. You have awakened in a waterlogged cavern, your mind robbed of its memories. And you're not alone. Whatever else lives in this cavern, it can't possibly be friendly. You have to get out of this place and back to civilization. I need three clues to do this. All right, unfamiliar chamber. It's a cave. Three branching tunnels open before you, each swathed in darkness. A foul odor like that of decaying fish permeates the tunnels. And there's a tidal tunnel to the left, to the right, and to the north of me. I'll flip it over. And it has one clue on it. Three shroud. Forced. After unfamiliar chamber is revealed, randomly choose one of the set-aside face-down keys and place it on the familiar chamber without looking at it. So in order for me to get this key, I have to get rid of the clues. Or in this case, just one clue. But I haven't started my hand, so let's do that right now. So, gave myself a quick shuffle. Got my resources. But more importantly, I forgot to do one important thing. During I just started this game... During the setup, I get to add two blessings to the bag. Hooray! I like that. All right, shuffle, shuffle. All right, let's see what my first five cards are. One, two, three, four, five. I need some way of getting a clue, so flashlight or any of the other, like, six cents or something like that that help me out. And I need a weapon. Those are the two critical things I really need. So my first five cards, I do have a flashlight. I do have evidence. Blessed blade. Drawn to the flame. Scene of the crime. Whoo! Well, that's not too shabby. I don't think I need evidence right now. I'm going to push that off to the side. Uh, I do have a weapon. I do have a flashlight. That is a good setup. Um, I don't know if I need the evidence right now. I don't think I need the scene of the crime. I do like Jungle Flame because I'm not, I'm not going to have a lot of cash after that. So, But I, I think I'll keep Jungle Flame just in case. So I'll just put those to the side, draw the next two. And I got six cents and another evidence. All right, let me shuffle this back up. Let's start our first turn. All right, this will be a pretty standard setup. I think I am going to... Do I want to play Flashlight? I think I should. Because I can always put down Sixth Sense maybe later. Definitely need Bless Blade, though. I think that's going to help me out. So first turn, Bless Blade. That'll be out. So down to two resources. And then Flashlight. We'll play that, and I'll be out of... Zero resources, but there are three charges on the supplies. And then third action, let's try and get that clue. So I'll spend a charge, bring it down to two, and let's investigate. So I'm up two to one. Am 
Minus one, got it. And more importantly, I got myself that key, which is face down, but I get to flip it over. And I have a purple key. I don't know what the purple key does yet, but I have a purple key. All right, so that's done. Um, we are at the enemy phase. There is no enemies. And that will do it. So gain a resource, put myself at one. I'll draw a card. And it's perception. So we're at a new round. But before I do that, let's add another blessing token to the chaos bag. All right. Turn, well, one out of seven on the awakening. So I will draw my mythos card. And it is, oh, I got a swarm of rats. It's one fighting, one wound, three evade hunter, and it does a point of damage to me. So, all right, not too bad. I think I can handle this out with the blade. So let's do that first turn. Let's use the blessed blade. If it is ready, fight. It is. So uh, if they're, well, if it's revealed, if an elder sign or blessing is revealed during this, this attack, I deal plus one damage. Before revealing chaos, took over this attack, may exhaust the blessed blade to add plus one. Blessing token to the bank. I don't think I need to do that now. So I am up at four to one. All I got to do is just one to Four to one. Well, that's a tentacle. That's a fail. All right. Turn two. Minus two. All right. Got the rats. So rats are gone. Well, I don't know which way to go. So let's just pick something randomly. Just roll die here. And for roll of one, to the left, to the right, two, up top, three. And I'm going to the right. I rolled a two. Tidal tunnel. Air is frigid here, and there's no sound but a faint plinking of water dripping through the rough stone ground. You shudder and proceed onward. I flip it over. It's an underground river. It cannot be fully flooded, so I guess that's good. <laughs> and after the underground river is revealed, increase its flood level. Okay, so it is partially flooded, and it will always be. Well, I can't say it always be partially flooded. But it has two clues on here, and it's four shroud. But if I get rid of them both, it's a victory point. So, yeah, two turns on the rats and one moving. And that will do it for me. Uh, enemy phase, there isn't anything. Upkeep, I'll have two resources now. And I'll draw a card. And I got myself a guard puppy. And I'll put in another blessing into the bag for the end of the turn. Okay, so far, so good. Two out of seven for the Awakening. That just sounds dreadful, just the Awakening. I, I, I would imagine it's some big beastie bad guy that I had to remove and setting up the scenario. All right, my Mythos card is... It's another swarm of rats. Okay. All right, so I got to take care of some rats. I have a rat problem. So with this rat problem, let's uh, fight him with the blessed blade. I'll be at four to one. Four to one. Cultus. All right, so the cultus symbol, if I draw it, it's minus two. If I fail and your location is flooded, take a point of damage. Well, thankfully, I didn't fail because I would have taken a point of damage because this is partially flooded. All right. Another round of rats are gone. So, 
I could play Drawn to the Flame, because that is a high shroud, and I would testing even up, and I'd be silly not to do that. So, I also did have evidence, because I just killed those rats. But, I think the proof is in the pudding. I really should just play Drawn to the Flame and be done and over with it. So, let's do that, because I have one clue, I just needed two more to advance. So, I think that's a good thing to do. Should I do any setup? I do have a guard dog. I think I should set myself up first because I honestly don't know what's going on. I I played this scenario like many, 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 many moons ago. So I think what I should do is first, second turn. Oh, see? Because I had to fight the rats. It still puts me at it back a turn. I would really like to get the dark guard dog out just in case. No. All right. Let's do it. Draw into the flame. I'll play it. So draw the top card of the counter deck. Got to do that first. And resolve it. I got a Lurking Deep One. So it's attached to me. And the Lurking Deep One is two fighting. Two wounds. Four to evade. It's Humanoid Monster Deep One. It will prey on the lowest evade value. And after he engages, I have to take a point of damage. Well, five to four. But I do get the two clues. So it puts me at three. So, before I say done, I think I should spend the three because I meet the requirement for the pit. So, let's advance that and see what happens. Because I don't know what's going to happen. You find a path that leads deeper into the strange cave system, but before you can follow it to see where it leads, a sound of water sloshing around you sets your heart racing. When you turn to face them, what you see next nearly causes you to faint. It is an enormous hybrid of many faces and shapes, some human, some aquatic, all of them misshapen and revolting. As the thing draws closer, you meet the frozen gaze of one of the faces upon its body. Then you realize that you recognize it. What? I recognize it. <laughs> Spawn the set-aside amalgam enemy engaged with the lead investigator. Oh, goody. I got two baddies on me. Sweet. All right. So the amalgam. Right. There you go. It's a monster. It's abomination. Deep One Elite. It's Hunter. After you successfully evade this guy, buy two or more, take one control of one key on it. After it engages me, if you control a key, either place one of your keys on it or it attacks you. Well, here you go, buddy. Have a key. I'm going to give you my purple key. Force, when is it, defe when it is defeated, place it, place it in the depths. Well, I don't know what the depths is, so we're going to find that out in a second. All right, so we put that out. Then shuffle each set aside blind sense, and from the depths... Into the counter deck. After I just moved everything all over the place. Hold on a second. I just almost did a flip the table moment. Uh, er. That was an oops on my part. Alright, so from the depths and blind sense are shuffled into the deck. And. Shuffle each of the set-aside tunnel locations together to form a tidal tunnel deck, including the set-aside altars of Dagon, Idle Chamber, and Sealed Exits locations. Put the locations from the top of the tunnel deck into play below and left to right of each revealed location. Oh, some more things open up. Okay, give me one second here. So I just shuffled everything up there. And so I did have some set-aside title tunnels, and there's more, so I have to shuffle them all up. And there's quite a few. There's four, eight. There's eight of them. 
So I'll shuffle them up. And for each revealed, I get to put them from the left to the right and to the top. Oh, below. Below. Below, 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 below. Just gotta remember that. It's below. Alrighty. With that, let me move this thing around. Push these cards off. So I have two revealed locations. And one goes underneath for the unfamiliar chamber. And that's the only thing left I can go to. And then I could put one underneath the underground river below me. And to the right, I could put it there. So I got five more. All right. Now, after all that just happened, uh, I have to reveal, 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 read the first flashback as soon as I get it. Yep. Flashback number one. You stand in a small office, examining a worn photograph in a well-polished wooden frame. In the photo, a squad man in military uniforms pose in front of a Bristol F.2 fighter airplane. Several of the men wearing tan British uniforms, but one sports an olive overcoat in the khakis of an American soldier. His sleeves each bear a rectangular patch striped vertically with the captain's paired silver bars. At the bottom of the photograph, in Black ink, a cursive handwriting reads, British Fourth Army, outside of San Quentin, 1918. The door to the office opens suddenly, startling you. You put the photograph down and turn to address the man entering. You identify him immediately by his dark brown skin, his strong jaw, and his broad shoulders. It is Thomas Dawson, the American from the photograph. Although he's aged a bit since his war days, and heavy bags hang under his eyes. One war ends, a new one begins, he says quietly. Only this enemy is even harder to root out. You ask the man what a war hero is doing in the investigative business. And he chuckles softly in response. War hero? I don't know where you heard that from. I was just doing my duty. You shake your head, but do not argue further. You suspect that the squadron captain Dawson rescued uh, would agree as well. In any event, I suppose you're wondering why I summoned you here to Boston, he says, gesturing you for you to take a seat in front of his desk. You sit and respond to his to his remark with a, with affirmation, wondering aloud why a telephone call would have not sufficed. This is a sensitive matter, he replies. A few days ago, I lost contact with one of my agents, Miss Helena, Helena Harper. I had her investigating several strange reports I received in a few months, all concerning a town called Insima. Do you know the place? It's along the coast of the north, near uh, near the town of Arkham, just by Ipswich. You know the place, though most have never heard of the shadow decrepit seaport, those who only hear of ill rumors. From what you understand, the town used to be a lively port before the War of 1812, but it has since become dingy and run down. The only railway line that runs through Insmouth is abandoned, and there are no references to the town on any maps or in any guidebooks you've ever seen. Perhaps she found something curious, or has gone into hiding. I suspect foul play. It could be a mob work, but I doubt it. I'm not I'm not sending any more agents until I know for sure. However, I have some room in our discretionary budget to hire a third party, such as yourself. You assume Agent Dawson is dancing around the true, but which is that you are expendable. I know this isn't much to go on, but I need to know the status of Agent Harper. Even bad news would be better than no news at this point. If you do me this favor, our agency will be in your debt. You ask why H.C. Dawson is referring to, or which agency Dawson is referring to. A smirk tugs at his lips. When you snap back 
to the present, you still gaze at Agent Stoffson's face. No, only now, his smirk is twisted in a haunting visage of agony. It's just one of many faces that writhe in torment throughout the repulsive creature's scaly, pulsing flesh. In the campaign log, under Memories Recovered, record a meeting with Thomas Dawson. Well, isn't that just scary? All right, so the new act, the escape. What in the hell is this place, and why have you been trapped here? You have to find a way out. But more of your memories might be tucked away in this pit. Forced, after a location is revealed, put the locations from the top of the title deck in the play below, to the left, and to the right of that location. There must be a way out of here. If each surviving, um, if each surviving investigator has resigned, advance this. So I just gotta find a way out. There is no like collecting clues or anything like that. I just got to get the heck out of here. Okay, that was my final turn, and all this stuff just happened all at once. So yeah. All right. So I'm gonna get hit for two and two. So this is already putting me in a sore spot at the enemy phase. So it's going to put me down to two for health, but I'm all right with the horror bid. I'm at seven. All right, so upkeep ready. I'll have three resources. And I'll draw my card, and it is Scene of the Crime. All right, I did add a uh, uh, another blessing token before the end of the round. So I'm at three out of seven. I'm going to draw my Mythos card. Deep one assault. Disengage from each deep one at your location. Each deep one enemy at your location and each connecting location engages you. If no enemies engage you from this effect, search the encounter card and discard pile for a deep one enemy to spawn it. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh, man. I think this is it. <laughs> All right, so I disengage. Okay, great. Wonderful. And then each deep one enemy at your location and each connecting location engages you. Okay. So I take another point of damage for the lurking deep one. So one and one. Down to one. And then six. And then the amalgam. After you um, after engaging me, if you control a key, place one of your keys on it or it attacks you. It will attack me, and I will drop. Wow, that is so brutal. <laughs> and I drop just like that. It looks so good, too. I had a good setup. Pro the problem was I should have dropped the dog. I, I should have just waited, and I didn't. I really should have waited. That would have helped out a little bit, especially in disengage, because that would have helped at least kill uh, a lurking deep one. Um, Wow, that was brutal. That's all I can do with this one. So, poor Sister Mary, she will drop. Um, wow, that was that was really really quick. Um, all right. So, if no resolution was reached because each investigator was defeated, <laughs> which I was, you sputter and cough up an entire lungful of dirty water, water and sand, cold dark seawater laps at your uh, laps at your skin as you spit up the last bit of bitter salt taste back into the rolling tide. A pair of warm hands shoves you onto your back and pulls you up in a sitting position. Thank goodness you're alive, someone says. Even though the strained voice, you can hear a rhythmic Indian accent and unwavering confidence of a trained professional. As your eyes adjust, they take in a sky of, of dark crimson 
the full moon hanging just below the blackened sun. We have no time to spare. Come on, get up. You wipe the stinging salt water from your eyes, your strength returning slowly. Your savior is a woman with long, raven black hair. Her tattered trench coat has seen better days, and bruises splash across her dirt-covered skin. You seem confused. Why are you looking at me like that? The stranger asked. Each investigator earns an XP equal to the victory point, ladder, point card in the victory display. Record this experience under unspent experience in your campaign log, but don't spend any of it yet. You'll be instructed to spend this experience at a later time. Ooh, proceed to interlude one. Puzzle pieces. Alrighty then. You have no idea who this woman is or how she knows you. Yet, she seems comfortable and familiar with you. You strain your memory trying to think of how you might have met, but it's no use. You're certain she is a complete stranger. Having woke up in a cold, wet prison with no memories, you aren't feeling very sociable. Your fear and distrust must show, but the woman backs off and her eye narrows her eyes. What is it? What's wrong? You respond by asking the woman if you know her. You truly don't remember? Well, that's going to complicate things. What do you recall? Do you remember anything? You relate to the woman of the flashes of the recollection that you've experienced earlier. So, check the rate of memories recovered. Um, it was just Dawson, the thing I just read just previously. Then nothing else. Uh... Well, one, I had no decision to stick together and had no battle with a horrifying devil. That's what I'm going to get. So we're going to read this one. You put two and two together and asked if the woman is Miss Harper. Ah, so you do remember me, she asked with a playful smirk. But you shake your head in response and explain that you only remember being hired by a man named Tom Stawson to find her. But that was, oh, you have forgotten a lot, have you? Speaking of Dawson, where is he? Did you see him down there? Your thoughts turn to a twisted, mangled face that triggered your flashback. Agent Harper's expression turns dour as she watches your eyes. I see. I wish I hadn't come to this forsaken town. Those brutes are going to pay for this. You asked who she thinks is responsible for Dawson's death. And she raises her eyebrows in response. Right. You don't remember. As far as I know, the last time anybody saw either of you was just before you visited the esoteric order of Dagon. Draw your own conclusions. The conspiracy deepens. Each investigator records an additional experience point under unspent un experience. Oh, there was another one, too. I had an encounter with the Seeker Cult, and I didn't recognize that either. You point to a strange crimson horizon behind Agent Harper and note aloud to the alignment of the sun and the moon. That began just after you and Agent Dawson entered the Order's headquarters, she explains. But that was almost three days ago. I have no idea what it means, but I can't imagine this is anything good. All of Insmith's been locked tightly lately. Not a soul in sight. You're lucky I figured out where to look for you. Your mind reels. The last thing you remember before waking up in the dank pit was enjoying a pleasant late summer's eve in Arkham. Now you're in another town altogether, and your memory's filled with gaping holes. You wonder aloud what the date is, and Agent Harper replies, It's the 24th of September. I don't know when exactly you arrived in Insmith or how much your memory is missing. Isn't there anything else to remember? Anything at all? The water sloshes against your feet as you struggle to remember. In minutes, the tide has risen several inches, and there's no sign of it slowing down. You fix your gaze on the woman stands before you. Her eye, weary eyes, her disabled clothes, the red marks on her wrists, and something triggers in your recollection. Wake up. We're almost there. The memory lurks in the pre uh, purposes of your unconsciousness, threatening to draw you into darkness. Hey! Wake up, I said. You clench your forehead in searing pain as it bounces through your skull. Wake up, damn it! Darkness pulls you at the edge of your vision. More memories come flooding back. 
and that will do it. So, after a quick, quick exit, <laughs> I got two XPs. So, <laughs> with that, we will just finish it off right then and there. So, I'll have two XPs to spend. We will continue on for the next uh, round here, which is Scenario 2, The Vanishing of Alina Harper. Well, that will do it. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, if you got any questions, comments, anything like that, uh, you can reach me at arkhamskids at gmail.com. So until then, let's see what Sister Mary can do in the second act. Until then, catch you later.